you've been binging my free content here on this podcast or over on YouTube, I want to take a quick second before I start this episode to thank you so much for being here. But the free stuff will only get you so far. If you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students and current owners who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, templates, and -and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 200 other owners, and so much more. The price for Play Cafe Academy will go up before 2022 is over. So lock in the current price and get all the exclusive bonuses, including a month inside Playmaker Society by heading to the show notes and choosing your preferred way to pay in fall or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses, some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect inside the program. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers. So if you're listening to this episode as it gets released in October 2022, we are right in the middle of my five-day annual Book More Birthdays Challenge. And you can go ahead and sign up in the show notes if you're interested. There's plenty of time to catch up. And even if you're listening to this episode well after the challenge is over, that's okay. Still head to the show notes because the link will take you to a waitlist page so you can get notified for the next challenge. But the reason that I wanted to put this episode out there today is because a lot of the reason that we were able to book out our private event calendar so far and so successfully is that we really challenged ourselves to think outside the box and really make sure that our customers understood that we could be versatile. Even though we were primarily a children's birthday venue, We also understood that once somebody had their birthday party or attended a birthday party at our facility, because if you go back and listen to the episode where I talked about protecting and serving your QBR or queen bee role in your business, you'll know exactly why we got so many repeat bookings from party guests. But once somebody attended or had their child's birthday party at our facility, we knew they might want to come back to us for other event needs. So for example, if they had a parent meetup happening, a couple times we had a lot of college friends or high school friends in town for 
a reunion or a wedding and they wanted a place to really rent out for themselves so they could mingle with their old friends and catch up and just kind of let their new families run around and enjoy without having to worry about other customers also in the same space. Or there would be a big football game on and a lot of people wanted to get together to watch the game, but nobody wanted to have it at their house and they needed a child-friendly venue with a big TV to watch the game together. Or companies wanted to have an employee appreciation event. So if a company employs almost all or mainly parents, our venue is actually a great way to show them that they care and get all the families together, do some activities, maybe have a staff-led craft or something like that. We had many people book for employee appreciation events And then finally, what I want to talk about in today's episode, baby showers. So typically, when you think of a baby shower, you think of a mostly adult event. However, at least in our area, there's a really popular phenomenon around second, third, fourth baby showers. A lot of people will commonly refer to them as sprinkles. So it's not quite as elaborate as that initial baby shower, but it's still really important for welcoming this new child into the world. And a side effect of having, you know, a second or third or fourth baby shower is that you already have a child and a lot of your friends and family members might have small children as well. So that made us really think about how we could better accommodate these baby shower events, because even if it still was a first birthday shower for the parent to be, if they were the last of their friends or family members or siblings to have children, then they might want to get everybody together, especially if they were going to be traveling from out of town and maybe treat the event as a mini family reunion, in which case the children would be invited. So this was a challenge at first, and we really tried to, again, think outside the box and think, how can we really present our space and allow customers to really visualize what their baby shower or sprinkle or even gender reveal might look like in our space? And, you know, of course, we would show pictures of past events, birthday parties and things like that, but it never really allowed customers to make that connection between a child's birthday party and a baby shower because the aesthetic was generally very different. The food was generally very different. The setup and tables and all that stuff was just different. So what we decided to do is every single year we would host a community baby shower, meaning we would set up our facility exactly as we would for a baby shower that we were hired to do for a client. So we would have the table set up in a different way. We would have linen tablecloths instead of the normal plastic that we would use for a child's birthday party. We had vases of flowers on the table. We had really nice balloon arrangements and garlands and things like that. Things that really fit the aesthetic of a baby shower. And what we would do is we would make sure to post a lot of really nice pictures of this setup, again, to allow customers to really wrap their head around what their event might look like as a baby shower in a play cafe or indoor playground because people just weren't making that logical leap without these visual aids. So what we would do is I would usually approach a different charity every single time. So to give you an example, we at one point approached the crisis nursery of Rochester, which was basically respite housing for anybody in need. 
So people who found themselves without a home, people who were removing themselves from a domestic violence situation, anything like that. So I approached the director of that specific charity and I said, hey, what is the list of items that you really need right now? Whether that's formula, diapers, uh, towels, blankets, books, toys, things like that. I would have them give me a list of 50 or so items and I would post it in the event that I created on our Facebook page and on our website. And I would say, hey, we're doing free open play or we're doing a, a discounted open play event. All that we ask you to do to attend is bring an item from this list. So again, some of these items were more expensive like car seats but some of them were very inexpensive, like diapers, wipes, jarred baby food, things like that. So we were always sure to have a variety. And we also knew that a lot of our potential customers probably had a lot of these items on hand already. And of course, we had to make sure we included whether or not they could be opened or whether or not they could be used, but you get the point. So essentially, this would be either a weeknight or a weekend open play opportunity that was outside of our normal business hours. And if you remember from some of my previous episodes, we got a lot of complaints and requests about having more open play hours. Now, while always extending our open play hours was not in alignment with our business practices or our QBR queen B role. We really reserved our weekend hours for parties in order to stay profitable and sustainable, but allowing these open play hours on off times, not only allowed us to better serve our community and create an impact for the specific charity, but it also allowed people to come in outside of our normal open play hours. So we were able to accommodate more schedules in this way. And we were able to get potential customers in the door who might want to book a birthday party, a sprinkle, or a gender reveal. So this setup really benefited people that attended, but also people that were just browsing through our Facebook or our Instagram page or our booking page. Because again, this setup was not just for the people who were attending. We were sure to take many, many pictures, again, to really help our customers visualize what their potential event could look like. Because a lot of people that are typically planning baby showers are not the parents themselves, but maybe an aunt or a sister or a cousin or a parent, somebody without small children who might not have been familiar with our setup or what our space looked like or what ages we accommodated or what decorations we could possibly provide for their event. So I love the concept of a community baby shower, especially if you're a local business that really leads with wanting to create a positive impact on your community. So I love that this is a win-win-win for everybody. It allows you to book more baby showers and events like that. It allows you to give back to your community and it allows more people the option to visit your business for open play, because again, this is typically outside of your normal operating hours, but you of course could run this community baby shower during open play and maybe not require an item because somebody might not see your event or they might not see the directions ahead of the event, but you could also have this during open play and just recommend that somebody bring an item from the list if they're going to attend. So your play of the day is to start thinking about if this could be a viable option for your business. And it doesn't have to be a baby shower. Again, you could really 
think outside of the box after this episode around all of the different types of potential events that I talked about. Because again, this was one of the ways that we were able to really book out our birthday calendar and private event calendar with a lot more ease and with a lot less ad spend is by being really versatile with the types of events that we accommodated. So that's your play of the day. If you end up scheduling one of these events, please send it to me on Instagram. I absolutely love seeing you guys implement your plays of the day. And I especially love when you guys tag me in the Playmakers group about what you're implementing and when and what results you're seeing. It absolutely lights me up and it gives me so much drive to continue putting out three free episodes every single week for you guys, because that's why I'm here. I want you to have these practical tips multiple times a week to make tiny steps that add up to a big impact on your business and your bottom line. And if you find these tips helpful, as always, the best way to show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. All right. Have a great day, guys. I will see you right back here on Friday. 